Well, it's a good thing we're talking about low energy because at the end of the day, my energy is a little bit low, so that's why we're talking early in the morning. This whole subject of fatigue, it's, it's kind of hard to know where to start. So when a patient comes in saying, listen, I have no energy, there's a couple things I want to know. Number one, first of all, I want to know, how is your sleep? If a patient cannot sleep, it's useless to do everything else I found out. I had a fella come in and he had very poor sleep habits. And, but he had a list of all these medical complaints. And I was working on him and working on him. And it's very interesting. Once I got him sleep, all the other problems went away. So I really want to look at sleep first of all. And a couple things. With women, I want to know when you sleep, do you go to, you know, you go to bed and they say, yeah, I, I go to bed, I go to sleep, but about an hour or two later, I wake up and then I'm up for an hour and then I go back to sleep and then I wake up again and then I go, it takes me forever to get back to sleep. And when they say that, I know it's a progesterone problem because you need progesterone to go into deep REM sleep, the restful sleep, recovery sleep. So I will often put them on oral progesterone. Progesterone is not absorbed well orally, but for sleep, it it's really is good. I start out with 25 milligrams and have them titrate up until 300 milligrams is the max dose I use with oral progesterone. Uh, and they may take 25 tonight, the next night 50, the next night 75 and say, John, I sleep like a baby. Then I have a, 20, a 75 milligram progesterone pill made for them. They take it every night, they seem to be fine. For those that have problems, male and female, getting uh, to sleep, we'll go over just some basic, you know, some TV out of the room, electronic devices away from the bed. Um, you know, are you taking naps during the day, which can mess up the sleep cycle? And you can read that, there's plenty of information out there. But sleep is very, very important. Then I do a good lab workup. And I will look at thyroid, and I look at the whole thyroid, not just TSH. I want TSH, total T4, and free T3, which is the actual thyroid hormone. And the ranges for normal for free T3 are from 2.0 to about 4.5, something like that. And I have patients that their T3 level is 2.1 and they're just great and I have others that I have to get them up 4.2 4.5 before they actually feel good so in looking at thyroid realize it's a range and it's up to the doctor and the patient together to figure out where on that range they work best uh, another thing that I will do for my patients because they really want react uh, results fairly quickly is I like to give B12. I will give that, you know, as I'm trying to figure out what's going on. A lot of doctors do cyanocobalamin, B12, cheap and easy. I usually do methylcobalamin because a lot of my patients have an MTHFR genetic defect, probably about 40% of them. And they do better with methyl B12. I've had more patients tell me, John, I've been doing B12 shots for years, doesn't do anything. 
how come I do yours and I feel so much better? Because they have an MTHFR defect, or they may. I give them methyl, if it works, it works. Some patients, even methyl may not work, and I can give them adenosine hydroxy B12. And there are patients that can only use B12 in an adenosine hydroxy form. So I like B12, it is kind of a good energy booster, and I will use that. Another thing that I found is if patients have low vitamin D, yes, D as in dog, I have been surprised at the number of people, they'll have low vitamin D, and I'm giving it you know, to help their immune system get going, and you want the levels over at least 60 just for cancer protection. And they tell me, John, I had so much energy, it's crazy. And then I started looking at the Krebs cycle, how we make energy and all of that, and it's interesting. In the mitochondria, in the five-step process to make energy, in between step one and two, you need vitamin D to go to the next step. And I've really been doing that with all my patients now, giving them more vitamin D. And that has been really a little kind of secret of the trade, you might say. I use vitamin D to help give them energy. And the shot sometimes I think works better as a boost and then I use the oral. But vitamin D is very important if you're going to produce energy. And if they have any of the genetic defects, VDR, TAQ defects, GC defects, genetic defects where they don't hold on to vitamin D, <clears throat> you may have to use more vitamin D just to keep their energy up. Um, we talked about the thyroid. Um, I like to look at the adrenal glands, uh, DHEA sulfate, maybe uh, some cortisol levels, because if the adrenal gland doesn't work right, it's going to be hard for the thyroid gland to work right. I will also look at testosterone, both in males and females. Yes, women need testosterone also. According to the American Cardiology Association, if a woman has testosterone levels less than 10, as she ages, she's more likely to go into congestive heart failure. So I want to raise those testosterone levels, and I will use one milligram, two milligram sublingual testosterone to get their testosterone up. Because the organ that uses the most testosterone is the heart. With guys, I will use testosterone, and that range again may be from 250 to 900, whatever the lab has. And I have guys that are 251, they're like Don Juan, great energy and all of that. But you know, I have to get it up around eight, 900 before they actually feel the energy. And so, you know, you have to remember, and don't let the doctor say, oh, you're one point in normal, you're fine. No, it's a bell curve, it's a range. So with testosterone, both with men and women, you need to look at that as a possibility that low testosterone is a cause of their fatigue. I will also look at the electrolytes because you need an ele enough electrolytes, the sodiums, the potassiums, the chloride, the calciums, for the cells to work properly, to make the electrical energy they need to work properly. So I wanna make sure that those electrolytes are up near the middle of the range or upper part of the range. Very important. I had a lady I saw earlier this morning who just 
you know, she, I see her about every month, and I, we're finally realizing that, you know, if her sodium and potassium isn't near the upper range of the lab tests, she has no energy because you need electrolytes to make run the electrical system in the body. So there's other things we could look at, but there's some areas here that we've just talked about that I think may be helpful for you uh, to look at, making sure that you have enough, you know, when it comes to energy, you know, the thyroid, the adrenals, proper sleep, testosterone, B12. <clears throat> and then the last thing I'll mention is this. Um, people know that I like something called a Budwig cocktail, or I call it the Young Shake, where we use protein and oil as an emulsion and, and make a shake. It, it's like a meal because we use a certain protein and a certain type of oil. And what's interesting is so many of my patients have come back saying, John, I feel great. And yes, I use it to get people off their diabetic medicines and their blood pressure medicines. It's all biochemistry. But if a person does not have enough protein, the building blocks, it's hard to make energy. So I go with the idea of you need one gram of protein for every 2.2 pounds of body weight, never exceeding 100 grams of protein a day. So, you know, think about this. Maybe share some of this with your, your doctor. But fatigue is a big, big chest, a lot of drawers in there to look at. But it is amazing. When you get a patient energy, you've got a patient for life. Take care.